This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pinocchio's truest fear, the termite and beaver revolution. No, poems no less. Poems, everybody! <laughs> the lad who reckons himself a poet! <laughs> Money gets back. I'm all right, Jack. Keep your hands off my stack. <laughs> New car, caviar, four-star daydream. Think I'll buy me a football team. <laughs> Absolute rubbish, laddies! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that asks, Mother, should I build the wall? I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we're here to talk about The Wall, the movie. The Pink Floyd. The album. Yeah. The Pink Floyd. The longest music video. Yeah, basically. I thought it was interesting, though, because, like, like there have been... I thought you were just saying that about the movie. Well, yeah, it's an interesting (laughs) movie. It's interesting, and we're done. Yeah, Yeah. all right, guys, see you later. Um... No, I, th- I think it's interesting because, like, I was thinking to myself and I was like, I don't think there's ever been any other time in history where, because, like, like musicians will do, like, albums where it's, like, every music, like, every song has, like, a music video. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, Gorillas, like, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, they do a lot of, like, those. What the <coughs> fuck? What were those bands you just pulled out of nowhere? Well, like, like think Who of, like, hit plas- Shuffle on your iPod? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um like they do that where it's like oh it's like every song has like a music video to tell a story but this is like i think the only time in history where there is an album that was made a, like with for a movie yeah the only one i can think of was that other than this was Idlewild which was an outcast album and they made the shitty like cowboy movie with it it's the only thing i can think about other than the wall. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to think about, but... Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get into we'll it. We'll get Zach, into that. Zach, who's in this movie? Uh, one person. Um, <laughs> no. so and Bob Hoskin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so, The Wall came out in 1982. It was directed by Alan Parker, and the story was written by Roger Waters. Yeah, of course it was. And the music is mostly Roger Waters. Yeah. Because he did, like, 95% of the album. And David Gilmore. Yeah, well, David Gilmore did, like, uh, he did Run Like Hell and... Young Lust. Yeah, and Young Lust, which mm-hmm. are two of the best songs on the album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, um, Eat it, Roger Waters. Who you have in this movie is... <laughs> Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins is the manager. Yeah, um, oh, such an important character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then uh, Bob Geldof is your main character. He plays Pink. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's literally it. It's yeah. A, unless you want to add in like the mother and like the, um, his wife for like all of, like a couple of seconds. No, let's not. I guess Kevin McKeon who plays young Pink. Yeah, sure. Um, other than that, like everybody else is just kind of like. It's not like anybody has any dialogue either. Alex McCavey plays the teacher. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. So what this film is about yeah. is a confined but troubled rock star descends into madness in the midst of his physical and social isolation from everyone. Yes. That's like a decent... That's a not that's, a bad that's, description. It's a decent... De- it's weird it's that... It's accurate, I guess. It's, it's weird that IMDb can only do like a decent description which sh- with such a surreal film. Yeah, with like, if you watch it, you basically have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have, like, an idea of what's happening. Yeah. Like, I, I get what this film is trying to say. What's it trying to say, Zach? 
Um, it's it's well, we'll get into the themes, but we'll like, get into it, it. It does follow the story of Pink, like growing up, like dealing with trauma, becoming a rock star, dealing with yep. um the trauma of being a rock star, and then just slowly going insane over it. Yeah, this is very much like a good piece on like what it is of like growing up with grief, mm-hmm. and it's like living in a like an environment that isn't supportive and then getting into rock and roll and yeah. then here it is like everything that comes with that lifestyle so yeah. drugs women like isolation low self-esteem mm-hmm. yeah and we were talking about it because we like pink floyd we do we're we are fans i think all around this is the their best album yeah, it's it's got well no. <laughs> no. I think, no, cuz we talked about this. We're fucking the wall itself if yes. you listen to it straight through is perfect. Yes. But, but there, there are, are p- so many songs yes. that are like fuck that song. Yes. Like, like bring the boys back home. Yeah, stop. Who cares? God, the trial. The trial is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really funny song. for like the the fucking right it the works. album. Yeah, it works in tel- terms of telling the story in the album. Yes, but like we were saying, it's like no one's gonna be driving to work and be like, oh shit, I want to listen to the trial. Let me yeah, put this no, on. Like no. nobody's gonna fucking. You do that. pull up next, like at a stoplight, and then like the car next to you is just like, Jesus Christ, that man's gonna murder <laughs> Crazy. me. Crazy <laughs> toys, and that's all we can yep, say. That's all we got. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about this movie where we can't mention any of the music or sing it. <laughs> Which isn't all of it. Because it's the whole fucking movie. So if anybody hasn't seen The Wall, basically like we are describing, it's just a long music video. It's it's a really good way to listen to The Wall. Yeah. You know, like a visual like style behind it because visually this movie is pretty fucking cool at times. Yeah, I think like um, Alan Parker did a really good job like directing this, like just yeah. doing like cinematography and like overall like shooting it. Um, the only other actual film I've ever seen from him was Angela's Ashes. Oh, really? Yeah, he did oh, Angela's yeah. Ashes. Um, and I'm pr- I'm 99 sure that the kid, um, what did I say, Kevin McCavey? Yeah. Um. Is actually the kid in Angela's Ashes too. Oh, that'd be fun. So he just got them back to back for these. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, like I I don't know a whole lot in terms of like Alan Parker's like filmography, but like he has a a good way of like uh framing a shot. Yeah. And I think that that's like very important, especially when it comes to the fact that like this is a album for a film like this is a, essentially this is a long music video right and it's cool too like how he has certain direction too and of course you know like the animated sequences which are fucking surreal and Stellar. cool yeah they're yeah. really dark and twisted mm-hmm. but like the animation especially that it's got that good rich 80s animation to it yeah like, so it's like it, it blends in this like weird almost like style of like at times hyper realism, but mm-hmm. then at times it's like it's so animated and strange. Like it's it's got a lot of cool combinations to it. Yeah, like it definitely has like like you were saying like that eighties vibe to it. That's like really cool. Like I think about like um the Lord of the Rings animated film. Yeah. When I think about like the animation style, um also like Fire and Ice. Um, it was like that other one. Fucking heavy metal. Heavy metal's yeah. like got that same vibe. Right. It's where not heavy as metal polished yet. Heavy metal kind of is like also an album movie. Yeah. But like that's what I think about this movie too. It's like there are specific scenes that I really always remember, which is one of course another brick in the wall part 2 with like that perfect idea of like like tear down the establishments, like yes. go against like the grain. It's like all the kids ripping off their masks and like fucking just 
raising hell. Yeah, and even too like you know the idea because like it it's kids like walking in single file line and then basically getting like their identity taken away from them and then they get turned into meat. Yes, and and it's like a really cool idea on like capitalism basically where it's taking away the knowledge and freedom of the youth to keep them in line. Right. It's all about conformism and it's like how I mean, this specific time period and, like, this genre of music is so anti-establishment that it's cool to see it portrayed in this way. Yeah. Like, having that just, like, the theme of that of, like, let's just fucking, like, just tear down the wall. Yeah, even, too, like, in the beginning of the film, like, in the flesh, like, you have all the kids, like, just basically rioting. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, like, a concept against, like, the war, um... And, like, the time era of kids, like, being drafted and, like, everybody basically being against it. Which right. then begs the question of what the fuck is the time era of this film? Uh, it's World War Two. It's World War Two, but then yeah. it seems like when it's, like, in that time frame of, like, when it's later on and talking about, like, um, war and everything like that, it kind of feels like it's, like, Vietnam War. Well, yeah, because then it, at that time, like, when Pink grows up. Yeah. It's like that would be in the 80s because you can tell like between like the TV and, you know, like the yeah. fucking like the style of clothing. Like it, it is very 80s. So, yeah, which falls within the Vietnam War. So you could Does see that, that too. Yeah. I know I don't it know works. history yeah. that well, but, the, well, you, but you're actually right. OK. Pat yourself on the back, Buster. Thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, other parts, too. I mean, you want to just talk about Empty Spaces? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I the, put like a whole thing down. For oh, my it. God. It's the best song. Dude, Empty Spaces on this album is so much better. Well, in in this movie, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, in the movie. In this movie is so much better than on the album because yeah. it's like a 30-second song. But in this, like, it takes like a whole nother direction and like just has way cooler setup like with the drums and like the actual chorus of it. Right. And the cool thing with this movie is that you have the best animation. Yes. Which is that, you know, like the I love the buildup of like the flowers and it's like it's like obviously a vagina yes. and a penis and it's like then it coming together and then it like how it becomes like this twisted like mouths that bite each other. Like, and all the crazy shit that happens after that, too, with, like, the yeah. wall crashing through the church. And, yes. like, and the monkey turning into a Nazi and bashing the yep. guy's skull. And then, like, the cord that becomes, like, a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a Sunday and, like, a sexy lady. And it's, like, yeah, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, and it does, like, a really, really cool job, again, of, like, depicting, like, the greed of people. Like, you see, like, the wall coming through and destroying the church. And then yeah. right afterwards, like, it's all, like... um like cars and like gold being built. Right, because that's what the song is basically talking about, which yeah. is like the empty spaces are what you fill yourself with so then you don't have to find love or commitment or spirituality. It's like, no, fill it with crap. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> like stuff materialistic crap. Yeah. And it's like how then you could like become satiated. And like that's really even too to like speaking with like Pink's arc, which yes. is like feeling lost, not really having anything that he found that really he valued in life, Mm -hmm. then finding music but not really having any value in that. And then it's like, how then, and like the weirdest progression, because this is this movie, which is like, well, then I guess I'll just become a Nazi. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because that's basically what happens. It really is the story of like his mind just breaking. Because again, we talked about like in the the earlier part of the album, i.e. the movie, 
where it's um, the little child pink, like, dealing with the trauma that his father went off to war and died. Yep. And then his mother becoming kind of, like, overbearing. And that's basically even, too, like, that beginning part of it. Like, that's what Goodbye Blue Skies is. It's, like, basically telling you it's, like, you had this this memory or this piece, and now it's gone. Yes. Also good animation for yeah, it, Yeah, with the fucking evil-ass, like, jet bird. Yes. I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah, and then, again, like, once he starts to grow up, then it's, like, he starts kind of, like, disassociating from school and wanting to focus on, like, his music. And Which is when, a nice little nod, too, of, like... Uh, yes, that, money. Yeah, where yeah. he's, like, oh, poems! He fancies himself a poet! Yeah. And how he's literally writing the song money <laughs> yeah i know which is fun yeah um good stuff like that yeah and then yeah like once he gets to be an adult then like you were saying like he disassociates even though he's like a top rock star right like he gets married and he looks like so abysmal doing it yeah he just wants to watch tv all day yeah and then his wife cheats on him so he's like that's over and then like it just spirals him to the point where it's like he I'm going to start- shave my eyebrows off. Yeah, he starts going insane, which um, Bob Geldof really did shave his eyebrows for I'm that. sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed like he seemed like a lot, because even, too, like you were saying, of him, like, busting his hand open and, like, not stopping because they didn't say cut. It's yeah, like, for, yeah. um... Oh, fuck, what was that Yeah, that song? song that we like, that's only, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had it on there, too. And it's I was... so weird with this album. It's like, either a song is, like, 30 seconds or it's, like, six minutes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, is the... Mm... No. Mm... Just say it. Just say it. I, I will confirm. Oh, one of my turns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, it is a good song. And that's but like yeah, the only like, bit of dialogue where he's like, take that, you fuckers! Yeah, where I, and like we were saying, we were trying to point out, too, like when he actually like busted his hand open. Oh, it's totally when he had to wrap the shirt around oh, him. Oh, yeah, 100%. So any time before that is when yeah. it happened. I love that like week, too, where he like punches in the closet door. Yes, well, that's why, because <laughs> yeah, like he busted... I have to get a shirt! <laughs> yeah, he busted open that so he can get a shirt to wrap his hand. But then it's ironic, because like the next scene is him standing outside of the the window yeah. and pressing his hand to the broken glass and like busting it open. Right. So so he had two. I guess they're like, oh shit, we don't need the squibs. We already got blood. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this it's it's bizarre. This is a weird is. movie for it anybody who doesn't know. This is a weird movie. Yes, and also too, Roger Waters like desperately trying to be like, no, I should play Pink. Yeah, because he's a cunt. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, like him being such a dick because it's like I remember hearing things about like how he was like chastising the guy that played Pink because yes. he wasn't like singing in the flesh the way that he wanted to. Yeah. And it's like where he wanted to just like dub it over with his own voice. Right. Which, granted, that is one of the things that I didn't like about this movie is when uh, Bob did sing In the Flesh. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It kind of takes the oomph out of that song for me because, like, it just sounds so weird. Because what's the fucking... uh, God damn it. The waiting. Yeah, waiting for the worms. Yeah, like, he doesn't... Like, he doesn't sing that part. No. I think it's so funny when he has, like, the megaphone and it's, like... He's clearly supposed to be singing, and it's just like a flat face. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's also weird, too, because it's like that song, they cut half of it out. Yeah. And they also didn't add in Hey You. Right. But if you buy, like, the which we watched it on because I have the DVD of this, mm-hmm. they have, like, a special feature of watching the music video and song of Hey You. Yeah. Which is odd. And then also, too, they, yeah, I don't know. they rearranged it slightly because, like, when... Um, 
was it goodbye blue sky comes on mm-hmm. like that's supposed to be like four songs down and right. that was like song number two yeah uh, yeah i mean they like rearranged the album parts of this too just so it all kind of fit in thematically with what the story they were trying to tell yeah which is fine but like, also too roger waters wrote it to the point where it's like it is thematically correct yeah so i don't know that that seemed a little weird to me i like the point too that you brought up when we were watching it as well is like not even in terms of just like the album but also in the movie of how like the album ends with like some of the weakest songs it like does. we were talking about the trial the trial itself is cool in terms of the animation yeah because it's it's weird yes and it's bizarre and it kind of it talks about this end part of it where it's like pink has gone through so much and now he's getting judged by all these different factors you got the school teacher his mother society mm-hmm. and it's like it's cool but it's like i mean the ending is basically then like what kids picking up bottles yeah because <laughs> it's just like what the fuck waiting for the worms is like the last like song that's really got like that impact to it like that yeah that pink floyd like vibe and it's cool too especially in this because it's like that's when they're like fucking running amok that's yeah. when it's like now his like weird hammer cults or yes. party nazis is, yeah the nazis, nazis. <laughs> are like fucking terrorizing everybody mm-hmm. and it's like and then you get the cool part with stop where it's like it realized too where it's like him just in the bathroom yeah and he's like it Realize. almost seems like he's like so dejected to be like fuck what am i doing like yeah. this still doesn't give me anything and i actually really like that song for this movie just in terms of like how pink looks like sitting there like reading his notes while like next to the toilet because like like water on his head yeah like (laughs) yeah from the toilet of all places but like the amount of like regret (laughs) and pain that like he shows in that film yeah for that part like really kind of just (laughs) showed that um in that moment like bob geldof like really can pull this off of just showing like the pain and agony that he's caused and like the absolute regret and that's yeah. where it bleeds into the trial because like at this point we already saw from um comfortably numb that like he just kind of disassociated to the point where he transformed into this like nazi lord yeah and yeah that's not- part's great with like yeah. the fucking like cosmetics that he had yes that was great that's why like there are some really good stuff in here like in terms of like animation like cinematography and like practical effects and you get to listen to pink floyd and you get so it's like, like what's the score of this movie oh it's fucking great yeah it's like the wall yeah and i i think too for like anybody who's not like a pink floyd fan they still can like appreciate this film for like being an overarching story to it yeah it's got something and like i like it i mean it's it's really cool it's very weird and like yeah everything that you just said is so true of like how there's a lot to appreciate in this, mm-hmm. but also you got to make sure too for anybody that's listening to this, or it's like go into it. It's it's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it is a it's, surrealistic film. Like you're not gonna get a lot of plots or like direction, and it's it's basically just like, hey, I like this song. What am I looking at? Yeah, <laughs> while this song is playing, which is fine too. Because it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's like fine. It it is a very stylized film. It is like supposed to be like a surrealistic film, mm-hmm. and that's not for everybody. But like, it still is very well put together. Like the soundtrack itself is amazing, just because yep. it is Pink Floyd. Yeah, and just like the album, the ending is just eh. Kind of yeah. just ends, and you're like eh. Exactly, because like <laughs> once you get to past like waiting for the worms, like we were saying, like stop the trial, and then outside the wall. Yeah, is just kind of like. St- 
Like, I don't want to say a bummer, but like, <laughs> but it is. It it doesn't have like that impact at the end to like right. just. It doesn't feel like there's a proper crescendo <laughs> to be like ah now it's like we have some resolution. It's more like the trial, and then it's like Pink, I guess goes away well because pink got outside the wall so he yeah it's, it's kind of like trying to be like oh he got through like his trauma like he finally saw the light and mm-hmm. then can move on with his life but now yeah. he has to live with all these things that he's done his feelings yes <laughs> but almost human yeah. <laughs> but i mean like it does talk about like a lot of themes in terms of like addiction mm-hmm. trials of fame ptsd um again we talked about like the the stance on like war in the 80s um nazism um they even talk about basically like internment camps because of like right before uh another brick in the wall part two starts there's also two like racial prejudice like with the second part of in the flesh where it's like he's actively calling out people and putting them up against the wall like it talks about discrimination which i think like in terms of like when this came out of like 1982 like pretty pretty spot on to like dealing with issues that are going on like in the day yeah i mean it's it's this if there's anything too that's really good about this movie is that it can speak to kind of like the love letter of what rock and roll is it's Mm -hmm. supposed to like send this powerful message of like you know what's wrong with the establishment and it's like how that's a really good driving force of getting that point across and the wall is a fucking amazing way of showing that, which is like, this is what happens when we have war and hate and like everything that comes with that then is awful. Because yeah. this movie is like bleak and shitty. Yeah. And Roger Waters really just fought tooth and nail when Pink Floyd broke up to like get the rights fully to this album. Yep. So you could just keep getting money off of it. Yeah. Which again, too, like little background for like pink floyd like after their like hit success of like um dark side of the moon um they were really worried about like you know where they were lasting like in terms of fame like they thought that like this was going to like that was going to be their one hit wonder album Mm -hmm. um and then when they made i believe um what wish you were here yeah i think wish you were here came out first before this no I think Wish You Were Here is later, because Wish You Were Here is basically about Sid Barrett and his, like, declining mental health. Well, yeah. Which I, which is also, too, like, I wanted to bring up in the fact that it's, like, this is also kind of a way of depicting that. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, Pink in itself is a way of is showing, Sid, like, Sid Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. And how, you know, like, for anybody who doesn't know, Sid Barrett was a major part of Pink Floyd. Yeah, fuck you. Wish You Were Here came out first. Ah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, after, like, once they realized that, like, Wish oh, You Were yeah. Here came out, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, we're, like, a main staple band now. Like, The Wall being their last, like, kind of crescendo of all members before everything got heated and they disbanded. Yeah. Which um, even too, like you gotta think, like I'm looking at it right now, like mm-hmm. you have Dark Side of the Mood, which is like arguably one of their best albums. Yeah. It's like, well then what happens? It's like you get Wish You Were Here, Animals and the Wall. Yeah. It's like those are all like they're those like that's Pink those Floyd. Flo- yeah, those four albums are Pink Floyd. No one talks about Adam Hart mother. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> no, it's not the best. Um their stuff afterwards isn't horrible. Like Division Bells isn't terrible. No, it's okay. Um what was it? Learning to fly. That album wasn't that bad. Uh, the momentary lapse of reason. Yeah, that was it. That wasn't and, that wasn't horrible. Yeah. But that's also missing Roger Waters. Right. So it's like there's there's a clear distinction. Yeah. <laughs> of quality. Yes, I know. <laughs> but overall, this movie is something that like 
I think at least like deserves to be on a bucket list of like films to watch just for the fact uh, of like yeah i guess like just for the fact of like how surreal it is and the idea of like one of the best rock groups ever made like making a full-fledged film of their album yeah and i, I kind of like it too because it's like it's one of those things where it's like i always like hearing about with like i think about like the holy grail or like pink floor like fuck yeah we'll just throw money at this movie yeah <laughs> you you want you don't need horses we'll just give you money and it's like it's it's cool to see it like even in this sense where it's like there is some form of passion for them to be like hey let's make a fucking movie like yeah. let's let's make a cool music video for our shit and it's like that's nice that's endearing I'm glad that they were able to accomplish that and it's actually pretty fucking good exactly yeah so um, overall I'm thinking like like eight and a half hammer Nazis out of ten yeah you wanna you wanna stick with that one. Hotel room destruction. There we go. That's yeah. a, little better. <laughs> it's a little bit better. I was gonna say a uh, seven out of ten hot dog mass. Oh yeah. Every time I you see those hot masks, dogs, I'm like, oh, that's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> or even two at the end. I think of like fucking uh, sloth from the Goonies. Uh, yeah, I guess that <laughs> works. But like with the trial, where it's like pink is that little doll. Yeah. Like uh, hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, hot <laughs> dogs know. all the time. Every time I see. Especially that. like the still shot as it like zooms into. Oh, that's black hilarious! Eyes. With like the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Yeah, seven out of ten. Yeah. So um, Zachary. Well, Matthew. William Johnson, the first. Of his first name. of his name. <laughs> Last of his glory. Mother of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Breaker of chains. Father of sin. <laughs> Do that does thou have a recommendation? I do, and it goes along with this. Um, so oh, it's a documentary. No, it's not. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck you. I was, I was. Dude, close. I haven't recommended a documentary in like you months. You fucking recommended the Sid Barrett documentary. I could have. You could have. But instead, um, <laughs> I I had remembered that like a couple Christmases ago, when I was like really on like my kick of like Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also back when I was working at BJ's, where it's like I had an hour long drive. Uh, from home to work and then back, um, where I could listen to the wall. Yeah, I remember and you I, saying that. I I listened to the wall every day. First half there, second half back. Are you just gonna recommend the wall? No, no. <laughs> um, I've done that already. We basically um, did that with this episode. <laughs> but like, for Christmas, I had gotten like uh, the art book, and I thought it was really cool mm. um, because we didn't recommend or we didn't like talk about the artist at all up until this point, but. Um, the, the artwork is done by, um, Gerald, fuck. (laughs) Gerald, fuck. No, (laughs) I had it written down. Hello, Mr. Fuck. We love your art. Gerald Scarf. Okay. Um, and he actually put out, like, a book showing, like, how he does, like, all of his artwork and where Mm. he drew inspiration from. And I think his art is actually really cool. Like, it, it has, like, this very kind of, like, grotesque surreal style to it um and it's it really like made this album in terms of like the animated style portions of it Mm -hmm. for me because it has like that 80 vibe that we were talking about too with like kind of reminding us of like the lord of the rings heavy metal like fire and ice um and he's only done like a couple of things he's only done the artwork for this Mm mm-hmm he also was the artist for Hercules. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so cool. so you can actually find like in the book and I'm assuming you can find it online, um he had drawn Hades riding um 
the judge from the trial as like a horse. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see the comparison too, because remember in Hercules when he fights like the Minotaur, mm-hmm. he has kind of that same face as the judge from the trial. Oh, I'd have to go back and look at that. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, he also did like a really interesting thing where I think like in uh the late seventies, early eighties, um, which is what drew Roger Waters to do the animation for this film. Mm-hmm. Um because he he's British, but he went to L.A. for like a month mm-hmm. just to kind of like see what it was like and everything like that. And he would draw like these really weird art style things like every day just kind of showcasing American culture. Mm. Um, he has like this really fun like little like sketch thing that I had seen where it was Mickey Mouse like slowly just getting hooked on drugs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's, it's like parody it, art. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So it's really cool stuff. Um, I recommend like if nothing else like Googling and like just checking out like on there. Um, but there is like a full on art book that you can buy of mm-hmm. the work of the wall. Um, so Gerald Scarf, The Wall, The Movie, The, <laughs> the Album. <laughs> and that's my thing. Cool. Matt, what do we do next? So, for all those listeners. Yeah. I don't know what I was trying to do. Yeah, what, what was I that? I don't know. It was like a <laughs> Captain Kirk kind of thing, but like... <laughs> Are we doing Star Trek? Again with the Klingons. No. Uh, so we're going to talk about, too, what... The hero's journey is mm-hmm. so. For anybody who doesn't know, too, like the hero's journey, we're going to talk a little bit in depth about like what components make up the hero's journey and also how that shows up in thematically in films because okay. it's it's in a lot more films than you think they are. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break it down and we're going to talk all about it and go from there. All right, cool. Oh, Zachary, uh, <laughs> stop this saying Zachary. <laughs> Zachary, we're not also. that formal. <laughs> So this uh this podcast is like it's 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 marching single file <laughs> and it's just about to get into the meat grinder but we're taking that mask off and we got to we got to break out cuz we're not just another brick in the wall. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. All right guys, thank you for listening. Now Matt, we don't need no education. We don't need no thought controlled.